Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Season two, episode 23, helping other people feel better. Now, this is a lie. (laughs) I'm not going to teach you how to help other people feel better. But this came up for me this morning when I was thinking about one of my friends. Um, I'm not sure how she's feeling exactly. And she has told me she's fine. Um, But there's part of me that is worried about how she's feeling. And mostly my brain is worried about myself because I don't want her to be upset with me. I don't want her to be mad at me. And that's really what my brain is worried about. So I thought I would do this podcast today because of what I noticed going on in my mind when I was thinking about how to change the way that she's feeling. Now, the reason we ever, the only reason we ever want to change how somebody is feeling is because we're uncomfortable with how they're feeling. We think it means something about us. Anytime somebody's feeling down or upset or sad, when you think about like, if you have kids, if they're feeling upset, like what do you really make it mean about you that you're not doing a good job at being a mom or that there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with them? You're wired to think that way. Your brain just thinks negative emotions are bad, but negative emotions really hear me they're supposed to be a part of life. They're an important part of life. They are an equally important part of life as good, healthy emotion or good and happy emotions. Negative emotions are healthy emotions. So before you freak out, I want you to know that without negative emotions, we wouldn't actually have positive emotions. We wouldn't have anything to compare joy to And so it wouldn't really feel like joy. You don't really experience connection until you've experienced disconnect. They like our lives are supposed to have opposites for a reason. And without the opposite of a good thing, you don't have the good thing. It's, it's not as intense. It's not as wonderful. Here's a good example. I, I spent some time in the foster system. I, four years later, I was adopted. Um, as a preteen and the things that some people take for granted, like just having mom at home, like the person that loves you more than anything in the world is having her home. When you come home is like an unbelievable, huge blessing. Like I never, ever took it for granted. I still don't. Anytime I see my mom, I think I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, I have a mom. This is amazing. Something so small like that. Like I feel so intensely about my mom because I didn't have one for a while. Like like I didn't have a safe place to go to. And it's the same thing when you have experienced loss of some kind, when you have the thing that you've lost, when you have found it, you're overjoyed, but you didn't feel that joy of it before it was lost. So just remember anytime you're feeling a negative emotion, I like to tell myself, oh, this is an important part of my life. Number one, it's giving me perspective, it's giving me character, and it's going to help me feel even better when I'm feeling good. So negative emotions are important. 
they're a necessary part of life. Not just part of your life, but part of other people's lives. So when somebody is feeling sad or upset or depressed or angry or hurt, they are supposed to be feeling that way. And I like to just say to myself, oh good, they're having a human day. Nothing has gone wrong here. Now this is my second response to it. My first automatic response is what your response normally is. It's, uh-oh, what can I do to help them feel better? They're not supposed to be feeling this way. I love them so much, so I want them to feel better. Now that's where we get tripped up is we think we're doing it out of love. You can love somebody though and let them experience a negative emotion. You can allow them to feel bad and not want to get them out of it or want to get them out of it and but let them let yourself know, all right, we're not going to try super hard to get them out of it because they're having a life experience. And it's okay for me to wish that they didn't feel that way. I only wish that because I love them so much. But also, like, it's okay that they're feeling this way. This isn't a problem. Nothing is going wrong here. As much as my brain wants to tell me, alert, alert, something is going wrong here. It's, it's genuinely not. So your job is not to help people feel better. And I want you to think about who you're thinking about right now. Maybe there's a problem that you just keep mulling over in your mind. Like, all right, I said this and then she said this and it seemed like she didn't like this. Like, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? How do I need to fix this? And I want you to ask yourself, why do I want to fix this? I am probably trying to change the way I feel, not the way they feel. Like it's uncomfortable for me to think that anybody's upset with me or that they're hurt by me or that they're frustrated with me or that I did anything (laughs) to cause them to be upset. It feels very uncomfortable because then it means something about me. It means I'm being a bad daughter. I'm being a bad friend. I'm being a bad lover, mother, anything. And that feels really uncomfortable. I don't like to think that. And so I have to go and fix that situation so I don't believe that about myself anymore. But here's the crazy part. You can believe that you're a good mother or daughter or friend or sister or husband or anything. You're allowed to believe that and know that at the same time you're a human and you're allowed to make mistakes. You can always decide to believe, of course I'm a good friend, of course I'm a good daughter, of course I'm a good neighbor, and I'm not going to do it perfectly, and I give myself permission to be imperfect. It lifts up your load so much that you actually have a better capacity to be the good kind of human that you already are. When we're sitting in our own world of like stress and shame and fear over what somebody else is thinking about us and us not being good enough, we are not out there serving and loving and being kind to people. We're just in our heads. We are wasting a lot of time thinking about problems that we do not need to solve and cannot solve. You cannot solve for being a human. You're always going to be a human until you die. And then maybe you'll be an angel and that will be awesome. But for right now, you're a human. You, you can't change that. You don't want to change that right now. 
You're supposed to be making mistakes. You're supposed to be doing it imperfectly. That's the way that we learn. That's the way that we grow. And we're not trying to learn how to manage everybody else's emotions. What we're trying to learn is how to be okay with other people being humans too. So the next time that somebody's upset, I want you to notice your mind going alert, alert, uh-oh, something has gone wrong. And then you'll notice your first instinct is to be like, I need to go get them some food. <laughs> they need a treat. They need a snack. Think about what we do with kids who are crying. We give them suckers, right? They go to the doctor, they get a shot, they start crying. Doctor gives them a sucker. It's uncomfortable for other people to cry. What if we were just like, oh, they're crying and that's okay. Your kid comes home and they're upset because their best friend said something to them that hurt their feelings. Here, have a cookie. You feel better, right? That's what we're always trying to do with people's negative emotions and with our negative emotions because they're so uncomfortable for us to feel that we just want to cover them up. We don't even like to feel our own positive emotions. We cover those up with cake and ice cream and wine and celebration dinners. We don't know what to do with the energy that's in our body when we're feeling an emotion. That's all an emotion ever is. It's just an energy that's happening in our body. It's moving in there. And we don't know how to, how to do anything. We, we have, we've been taught to shove it down, to not have big outbursts of emotion, but big outbursts of emotion, that's how we feel things. Oh my gosh, I have to pause this podcast real quick because I have to make, <laughs> I have to make a reel about this real quick. So I'll be right back. All right, done. I did it. <laughs> that was a good reel. And my mind is blown right now as I realize our society is very uncomfortable with emotions. And I think we're starting to like get kind of a little more comfortable with it. Um, but maybe to an extreme where we're kind of like, well, anything goes, like any kind of behavior is fine because anybody's feelings are fine. And really, I think we just need to figure out, all right, what is an appropriate way to express my emotions? And by appropriate, I just mean like right time, right place, and not necessarily like right volume and right way. So I think emotions remain a little bit of a mystery because the way that they make, like the things that they make us feel like doing, like jumping up and shouting or giving somebody a hug or yelling or screaming on the floor, those are 10, like, those tend to be too loud for like most settings. And so then we're afraid of being loud at all. Instead of just telling ourselves like we need an appropriate place to be loud. You guys, my mind is like breaking right now. I have four children. I realize that their emotions, like I've known this, there's nothing wrong with them having feelings, but it's, it's okay for me to just redirect them and tell them like, all right, that's a very loud emotion. Like, where do you think would be a good place for us to fill that emotion? Would you like to do it in your room? Would you like to do it outside? Do you want to do it in the garage, in the car? And just teach them like, oh, okay, this is how we get 
big emotions out sometimes. Sometimes the emotion is so big that like a little yell or a little clap, like notice how we hold in so much of our emotions and it's not healthy. It's not helping us. We think that if we let our emotions out, they're just going to get bigger and worse and more extreme. And if we like pay attention to them, that they will like overwhelm us or overtake us. And really it's the opposite. If we allow our emotions to be present and show up however they're going to show up and we give them an appropriate place to like come out, then they actually go away. Then we're like, we move on, we're on to the next thing. And maybe that emotion is going to show up again another time, but like you're not holding on to it that whole time. It's an actual energy. It's kind of like every time that you have an emotion, which by the way, they come from thoughts, but you're like putting it in a bottle, putting it in a bottle and, or a balloon. Let's just, yeah, let's go with a balloon and we're just blowing it up, blowing it up, blowing it up. And it's, it's getting to be like so much pressure that eventually it's just going to pop. Eventually it's going to come out at a time when you did not tell it to come out. And so if we could fill up the balloon and then like, as soon as there's emotion in there, Oh, I can let it out. Like I'm going to go do some exercise. I'm going to go yell in my garage. I'm going to like jump up and down and get really excited about this. Anytime we're feeling an emotion, if we let it be expressed in a place and a time that works for us and other people, then we don't have all these like bottled up or like really tight pressure emotions. Okay. Rant over. It wasn't a rant. That was just like, my mind is being blown as I'm like thinking of the application of this and the reason that we hold in our emotions. So it's okay that you think that negative emotions are bad. That's just what we're taught, but it's time for you to change the next generation and turn it around by allowing emotions to be a part of your life. They can be a part of your life and your friends' lives and your neighbor's life and your whole entire family's lives. What if you just said right now, I commit to allowing all emotions to be a part of my life. I commit to not judging my emotions or anybody else's emotions around me. I commit to seeing them as a wonderful, amazing, and whole human, no matter what emotions they're experiencing and know that nothing has gone wrong here. So the second part of this is the things that you're feeling because somebody else is feeling something. We want to control other people's feelings because we think that it will make us feel better if they're happy. Because what are we allowed to believe when our kids are happy or they're getting along or our friends are happy and they're like texting and calling us and like so excited and feeling connected or when your mom is happy and she's letting you know by sending you a card in the mail or calling you on the phone. Like the thing that we're allowed to believe about ourselves is I'm a good person. I'm a good mom. I'm worth loving. I'm lovable. I'm valuable. But we do that based on how other people are feeling. We do that based on their behavior and their actions. We make it mean something about us. In fact, we don't think we're allowed to think anything about ourselves until somebody else either says it to us or does something that like gives us undeniable proof that they think this about us. And that's a problem <laughs> because then what we think about ourselves is in the hands of everybody else's emotions. 
Think of all the people that are in your life that you see on a regular basis. Maybe it's just your little family. Maybe it's your family and a lot of friends. Maybe it's your extended family. Maybe it's your neighbor or your teachers or your kids' friends. Think about all the emotions that are present in all of those people. Like it's a lot just to think about the emotions that are just in one person. But if you think about the emotions in everybody else that you feel like you have to manage, that's a lot of feelings to manage, which means it's a lot of people that have to feel good in order for you to feel good, which means you're probably never going to feel good. If you feeling good is based on how everybody else feels, you will never feel good. You have to base how you're feeling about yourself, what you think about yourself, what your opinions are of yourself on you and only you. You just get, and it's not really based on like real proof. We're not like going through your life and trying to decide if you're a good person or a bad person. It's not helpful because your brain is trained to look for all the things that are going wrong. And so of course it's going to pull up all the evidence that you're a terrible person and you're doing a bad job. But there's also tons of evidence that we could find, tons of proof. If we like pull up a movie of your life, we could see how you're an amazing person too. So you just get to decide who you are. And I, if I were you, I would not change my mind on this. I would just decide right now, I'm an amazing person. Like amazing people make mistakes. Amazing people do not have it all together. Amazing people can like do wrong things. Amazing people can be oblivious to like something that's going on. Amazing people could be ignorant. Amazing people could not have it all together. Amazing people could forget somebody's birthday. Like, I'm just always an amazing person. I'm never going to bring that into question because of course I'm an amazing person. I'm doing a great job at being a human. I'm not supposed to be perfect. I'm just supposed to be learning here. When you believe you're an amazing person, you forgive yourself quicker and you move on quicker. And then guess what? You go out and you be an amazing person. So no matter how somebody else is feeling right now, you can care about them and you can love them, but it is not your job to change how they're feeling. It's not your job to manage their emotions as much as you want to. I know you want to, and I know you think if I could just go over there and like bring them a cookie and like tell them I love them so much or send them a text that's like, you're the best thing that ever happened to me, they would feel better. And I know that you have learned that because you've tried that. You've spent a lot of your life manipulating other people's emotions. And by, by manipulating, I don't mean you're a bad person. I just mean like you have learned how to please other people. That's the key here. This is where people pleasing is born. We're afraid of other people's emotions and we're told even it's my job to make sure everybody feels okay. This is so important. Think about this. Think about if you were ever told, oh, mom's unhappy because of what you did. I'm very disappointed in you. I'm just having a bad day because I'm thinking about what you did. Can't believe you're this kind of person and you feel awful. You think I have to do something different so my mom can feel better. It's my job. So my brother can feel better. So my best friend can feel better. We are just taught that. It is not your job though. 
Your job is to be you and control your own emotions. This is not a selfish thing. This is not like, oh, I guess I get, get to forget about how everybody else is feeling and I don't care anymore. No, it's not that at all. It's I'm going to stop being obsessed with trying to make people happy so that I can feel good about myself. I'm going to serve and love people from a place of this is just who I am and not like I need this person to approve of me so I can feel good. It's a very difficult thing. And here's where you start. You start by approving of yourself. You start by feeling good on your own. And then you just decide the kind of person that I am is a person who loves people. And however that shows up for me in my life is like the the most natural way that it shows up. The way that like love comes out in my personality, that's what I'm going to allow to come out. I'm not going to do it the way other people told me to do it. This might take some unlearning here. I'm not going to do it the way that I read about in a magazine. Oh, that's such a good idea. I should make neighbor gifts for everyone this year, even though I've never made a neighbor gift in my whole entire life. I want my neighbors to love and approve of me and they would think I'm such a great person and they would just like think I'm so awesome if I made neighbor gifts. If that's just not who you are, stop. I want you to ask yourself the question, if I was okay with who I am, if I was like, you know what, I'm just going to accept myself right now, not try to change myself. I'm going to assume that I'm already a good person, like a really good person. What would it feel natural for me to do for this person? And I know that your mind will come up with something that feels like it lights you up. Don't do neighbor gifts because everybody else is doing neighbor gifts. Do neighbor gifts if you get genuinely excited and you've been thinking about it since July. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have a cricket. I love to like make things for other people. It's not going to stress me out at all. It just makes me so happy. Do it if that's you. If it's not, do something else and just assume that the way that you show up is the way you should be showing up. Your love, the way that you express your love is enough. It doesn't have to look like the way somebody else expresses love. That's when the lines get blurred between obligation and love. Have you ever received a gift from somebody? or a card from somebody and you're like, they just sent this because they feel like they have to. Yeah, people know. They know how you're feeling, so you can't fake it. I know you wanna fake it, I know you wanna take the easy way out, but who you are is enough and when you tell yourself that, that's when your best ideas come up. Your best ideas for serving and loving other people. It doesn't mean you don't take love languages into account. It doesn't mean you don't think about what would like really light somebody up and sometimes like sacrifice like in order to give somebody something that they really love like marriage is a really good example of this like if it doesn't naturally come to my husband that like he should be doing the dishes because my love language is service and I would feel so loved by that number one it's my job to feel loved right but number two he could be like it would be okay if he decided that he wanted to like do something that doesn't feel supernatural for him, if he has the capacity, if he's like, this is not something that comes naturally to me, but like, I would love to serve her or I would love to love her. And I know that she feels love in this way. And so I'm going to go do this. 
but mix it in with like mostly who you are and the way that you love other people. Because listen, again, if you're going around trying to figure out, all right, I've got to know everybody's love language so I can make sure I love them in the exact way that they always want to be loved and never in a way that's not going to feel the most loving to them. Guess where you've gotten again? You've gotten back to managing everybody else's emotions. Think about how you feel when you're thinking, I've got to find out everybody's love language. I've got to figure out how everybody feels loved. I've got to make sure that they always have this one thing. You're back to managing emotions and you're feeling stressed. And feeling stress is not feeling love. I want you to feel love for a person before you try to express love to them. Maybe this is a good way for you to find out, am I loving people or am I trying to manage them? Am I trying to change how they feel? Is the, the way that you find that out is you ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling loved or am I feeling stressed? Am I sending this text because I love this person or because I'm worried about what they might be thinking and feeling? It's different. All right, you guys, this is kind of a shortish podcast, 25 minutes. I feel like that's good, but it's so important. And it just came up as I was creating content this morning and I know that somebody needed to hear it. So ask me questions about this on my Instagram. I would love to hear from you or tell me what you want to hear about on the next podcast and share this with a friend, a really good friend who's not going to take it wrong. If you feel like sharing it with a friend is something you would naturally do. All right. Because you love them because you're obsessed with it and you're excited and you think it's amazing and mind blowing. That's the only reason you should share it. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Hey, if you're ready to make your mind a safe and peaceful place to be, I want you to sign up for a free coaching consultation and together we're going to find out exactly what makes you tick and we'll heal your relationships with yourself, with God, your business, and other people. Because when you feel good, you can do good. I know that the world is waiting for the special magic that you have to offer. Don't make us wait any longer. Sign up for a one-on-one call with me and become the thought boss of your own life. Go to thoughtbosscoaching.com or find me on Instagram at thoughtbosscoaching.